the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from the recent past and from the Dogwater Studios and beyond. It's the Worst Little Podcast, and I'm your host, Mr. Nick Ramirez. Joining me today, we got Chewbacca, Ian, Dogwater Chick in the back, but most of all, for Women's March, Momo Mendoza. On the Worst Little Podcast, we're talking out of our ass. What's up, guys? A little slow and low. Hey, man, it's it's been a while since you've done and had to hit that post. I think that's fucking rad. I I couldn't do that, and I've never done it. That even felt good over the Zoom with the the delay we know we're all dealing with. Post hit, son of a bitch. (laughs) That's how we think of Nick. All right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, Rory and uh, Kim couldn't make it today, but they send their regards. And we have Momo Mendoza on the show. And she's picked out a bunch of music for us to hear, too, highlighting uh, women in rock in the scene. I think it's going to be freaking fantastic. Oh, thank you. Welcome, Momo. Thank you for having me, finally. You've never been on the show before? Oh, Rory and Enix been trying for a while, but I'm really, <laughs> I've been really scared to do interviews and stuff. Uh-huh. I just started saying yes to things. So I'm like, I should. Oh, welcome. <laughs> yeah, we, the last we, one was we, for a woman's thing, too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, I have to say yes to that, at least. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good to have well, you. Yeah, good to have you, finally. Thank you for um, having me. Local legend. Oh, uh, <laughs> everyone hates her, girl. The girl made me Vinter- out. I don't like her. <laughs> okay, we'll get into that. Um but I was wondering, Momo, like, um, can you start with like, like what, what was it like growing up? And are you from Reno? Yeah, I'm Reno, born and raised, one of the few. Hell yeah. Seen it change a lot. What was it like growing up for you in Reno? You know, I don't really remember a lot of my childhood, really. But I am like a mixed kid, so I kind of got bullied a lot. Probably what made me a weirdo. <laughs> you know. Um, and then, I don't know, I was like a street punk little kid when I started being like 12 years old. Just hanging out downtown Reno with all the punks, the circle and shit. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I'm going to Oh, yeah. Whatever the fuck you want. Just be yourself. And like just hanging out the circle, going to shows that and stuff like that. It became letter ground zero. And I don't know, hanging on being a bad little punk rock kid. <laughs> not as bad as the worst others. Though. Not as bad as the others. <laughs> I was smart enough to stay away from the math. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was just smart enough to stay away from the math and the crack. I was all, that doesn't look fun. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I always had a job, too. I was like the only one with, with a real job. So I had places to be. Right on. Yeah. And when did, when did you start um, booking bands? Yeah, so and- see, the thing, it's like kind of hard because, you know, I started as a door person and security and it kind of just like bled into it you know i started helping the owners know what bands would go 
what good with what touring bands because I actually go to shows and I know who gets along in the scene and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And owners would be like, I don't yeah. know who to put with this band. I'm like, this band. And I didn't realize like for a long time that I was booking shows, you know? Yeah. Well, when you're working a door, you're working directly with those people and you kind of know what's going on. You got to pay attention to the whole place. So I'm sure you saw what was happening chemistry-wise with bands and things. And the thing is, too, I like, like, I remember when I first started working, they were like, are you a punk rocker or a metalhead? And I'm all both. And, like, that really got me really, like, what we all are part of the same subgenre or genre. We just went to our little subgenres. And I was really one of the few people that went to our different kind of show than just just like punk you know or i went like indie shows and death metal shows like everything country so i think that's what helped too i Mm -hmm. enjoy almost every style of music except for dubstep i don't get it but i appreciate their art form (laughs) well right on um let's kick let's kick into some of that um some of that rad punk or music all kinds of music you have i think initially think punk rock or whatever but i know that's what i think is everyone thinks punk rock and momo and i'm all I barely listen to that stuff anymore. Just kidding. I do. <laughs> you know, there's, there's so much more to Momo than just punk rock. Who's first on the list? Dead for Children from Seattle. Um, the singer actually met a House of Dread when I was about 15 years old. And he actually was, was one of the original guys that started the Pirate Punks 20 years ago. And I used to be a Pirate Punk a long time ago. So it was cool seeing him again. I booked him at, obviously booked him at the venue. And it was cool seeing him again and him remembering me 10 years later. And they have a cute girl singer and it's really good. <laughs> I love you, dreadful children and, and Lonnie.
that was fucking rad. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Totally. First time I had him, it was a Sunday. Did anybody show up? No, no one goes to Sunday shows. You know, I was like, uh, I told them like it's a Sunday, and they're like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sundays yeah. can be tricky with uh, yeah. attendance. Yeah, sometimes it seems like Sunday's a good day to do it early, early shows. Uh, I was at a certain venue, I couldn't do it recently. Yeah. Right, right. It's a bar, yeah. Yeah. I sell drinks at night. What was your first gig in uh, in music, like your, in, in your book? The official show I booked? Yeah. It was actually at Jub Jubs. I don't remember the band's name. So I can try to see if I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I had like a, a promoting page yet. So Jotos was actually the first place that gave me a job being a promoter. Oh, that's awesome. That's why I, I like love, I have so much heart for them. I just, you know, at that yeah. time I was working at like five venues and I had, I was like, this is too much. I need to pick one. <laughs> yeah. So how 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 long did you work over at Job Jobs? Like a well, year, maybe six months. But like every you know before that, like I would be random stuff. I would work like for Mary Anarchy, you know, random random stuff every once in a while. But oh yeah, I remember that. Maybe like six months or eight months, something like that. Not that you no, know, not that. Yeah, long. you. Le- I remember you did at least two of them. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be that the summer and the winter ball. Did so. a booking and I did a security in the big room because you know they need like a girl touch people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a girl that isn't scared to yell that. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the best shows you played over at Jubs? Do you think or your favorites? Maybe that I, that I watched there. Or? Yeah, that you booked over there. Well, or just watch. Oh, either or. Well, probably working. I've already seen him, but GLB Offer and then Kowal. I can't say Kowal Ma Bay, the new Dead Kennedys. And then um, I saw Too Short. I love Too Short, but you know, those shows are always kind of scared. <laughs> and uh, hmm, that I saw Captured by Robots. Always good. Nice. And of course, you got, you, you know, I'm going to say, Nick, you know, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Oh, I'm such a stoner. Forgot your band name, though. <laughs> liver scars. Liver scars. Oh, uh, the liver scars. Sweet. I still have your. Uh, I still have your uh, magazine over there, or a uh, comic book. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I keep it safe. Yeah. I loved it because it was what Reno was at the time, like the alley uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah, oh, I remember the alley. Yeah. Reno's Rudy. been so great for so long. Yeah, we're getting some good punk shows back then. Yeah, liver stars were getting booked, and and like I was just having like uh, a baby little door girl. Yeah, that's when we met. So yeah, we knew each other from the shows and stuff. All of your rad shows. So tell me about your time over at the Shays. What was that like? It was was rad. I learned a lot, especially with that bar being twenty four hours and so many different styles of people coming in and out the door and really busy and it was like, the first place I really got to like have my own stage you know I yeah. had to kill people especially when it's a 24 hour bar <laughs> yeah that was fun man. I'd always go down there you'd be there when we were playing or when we weren't playing you'd be there and you know and, and we there's so many a lot of good times there it was always a, a place time. that everybody would play a show even if you played a show somewhere else everybody would wind up at Shay's yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. But, but it's Jay's. You know the bands will keep play, are still playing because it's Jay's. <laughs> yeah. 
or guarantee there's at least people there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd get I'd get done with a, a shift, you know, dishwashing, and then like we just all head to Shays because it's like, well, there's going to be a show probably, and if not, there's going to be somebody doing something. So That's we'll just <laughs> grab some beer and like hang out and smoke cigarettes, <laughs> like <laughs> just to stay warm because it's cold. <laughs> yeah. but I know, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I can't smoke, and I get why bars are going to smoking outside. I get it. I get it. It sucks to come home smelling like an ashtray. I am such a brat. Yeah, I never noticed <laughs> it for years and years. I want to gamble and like smoke and not move out of my spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be places like that still. Oh, there people. is. Yeah, I know there is. But there has to be. You know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just the only girl there, and they're like 80 year old men. <laughs> Those people are fun to drink with. Yeah, I'd rather drink with them than a barely 21 year old. <laughs> you know, Fair enough. Yeah, and it's during the day. You can sit down. There's no conflicts. Fucking a. Yeah, old man bars. You don't ever see a whole lot of drama and fights going on. No, my favorite is to go to bars like dive bars during the day, where just like old dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sit in the corner here and smoke. <laughs> so, like, what were your what were your favorite shows over there? That spot. A, a chase. Yeah. So you know, like. I had four shows a week there almost, Damn. but Resistant Culture was something that was very special to me because I saw them when I was like 15 at Ground, I mean, House of Dread, and like, um, they're, they're Native American, so they do a lot of, uh, you know, they're a grindcore crust, no, punk metal band. They do do a lot of Native American um, instruments, you play with a lot of them, and Native American singing, and at some point, I remember when I was a young kid, you know, you, you get really quiet. And they do their Native American, like, singing. I don't know the right word, but it's really, like, you could feel, like, in the air, like, getting spiritual, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. could feel it. It was really intense. And then 12 years later, 10 years, they played at Ground Zero, where I lived at, same basement, different kids. That was tight, you know? That was, like, a circle to me, full circle to me. And then five years later, I was booking them at Chase. And to me, that was really important because that's a band I've always wanted to book. And they're very political and like, you usually don't play bars, but they heard mm-hmm. that they follow good following. So they played a bar for me. Bands like that t- only tend to play all ages shows, which is, I understand why. If I could book all ages shows, I would. But no, <laughs> there's only so many venues in Reno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to make some money too. It was cool booking them and being like, I remember seeing, you know, I was like a little kid and like left this crazy in my brand and then you played at my house and then now I'm booking you at this big place a bigger place not a basement <laughs> that's fucking rad yeah but I yeah and like no one really knows that they well press punks knows who they are but like they're not mainstream like swinging udders and all that stuff and I love booking that stuff too but, that was but what, speaking of that like what is what is some of what do you think it's some of the biggest gets you you've ever booked like probably a 30 zero swinging udders. There's like someone else I can't think of. They get all smushed together. The thing is, I skipped that whole pop punk thing in the 90s because I started off as a metalhead that went a punk. So I started the opposite. So I said, like, when authority zero, I knew they were a big name, but honestly, like, I had to ask the other bartenders to help me because I was like, I, ironic, I skipped the beginning of punk. Does that make sense? I went like the opposite. <laughs> I was a metal kid, and then I went to grindcore, and then I started listening to, like more pop punk and stuff. Uh-huh. But, yeah, Atari uh-huh. Zero was tight. 
And they were really fun to watch on stage. Um, I didn't book it, but Murphy's Law was tight. Another promoter yeah, yeah. Yeah. helped him. Yeah, that's, fun. that's a good yeah. party band. I guess those shows them always feel stressed out. I forget. <laughs> Gutter Demons are fun. <laughs> Gutter Demons are fun because they're, I'm not really into like rockabilly, but they're really cool and fun. And they're like metal rockabilly. So it's fun. That's so cool. Like, I like the way um, after the um, 90s, like, uh, it seems like, you know, genres really, really started getting mixed up, you know. Sometimes I think there's too many subgenres. Does that make sense? Sometimes I just think I look at a flyer, I'm like, you're just making shit up. Now. Get confused, yeah. You're like <laughs> fucking blah blah blah. And I'm just like you just say you're a DB band. Yeah. If it takes me longer than two seconds to read, I'm just it's yeah, it's a genre. Ah, whatever. Like I just subgenres making us more divided than united, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, half I the do. stuff I listen to anymore, like it, like it's genre defying because they're like they'll go from playing like punk in one song, metal in another, then they'll go into like do some world music shit, and they're just like, we don't care, we're gonna put out music no. that we want to play, like fuck no. it, we play jazz half the time. Like, <laughs> I had a bunch of punk bands on like a Tuesday, and I couldn't find an opener, so I got Hector, it's a guy named Hector, can't pronounce that, I'm just you know, probably can't remember pronouncing his last name wrong, but he does Spanish traditional guitar. And mm. some of the people in the bar are like, what the fuck? But it was a Tuesday, so they're already in there. But the band are stoked because they're real musicians, too. And they're like, it's, you know, here's something other than just punk rock, you know? Mm. Or even like Toxic Holocaust when they played in my basement. All they wanted to listen to was Justin Bieber. I'm not even kidding. Wow. I thought they were joking. <laughs> but I get to be like, I, when I'm getting ready for punk shows and metal shows, I listen to RuPaul. I'm like, Hell yeah. I'm myself up. I'm like, I want to be called a bitch tonight, but it's cool. Dude, whenever whenever we're getting ready for a session over here i always play 20s and 30s swing music it seems like doesn't matter what genre the band is they like that everybody seems to like that yeah yeah it's it's like a really cool background at your house it's like part of Mm -hmm. the experience it's not distracting at all no like it it, it can be there and be in the background god i miss doing this in person it was so great (laughs) <laughs> Mama, yeah. you would have loved it if we could all look at each other and have this experience like in the same room, but it does smell better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Oh, God. Some of those Dude, shows. having to walk into the, oh. the fu- that fucking room it's, afterwards to like clean up yeah, the fucking July. mics and everything in July. Oh, no. Mama, it's a tiny room. It's like nine by nine feet. And sometimes we had as many as nine people in the band all around the edge of the room. And, and by the end of the show, but you guys were in the room, so you don't notice it because it's slowly happening. But then you for know, us to just and walk take a into piss it. And come back in. You feel like that wall of nastiness. <laughs> what the hell? It's yeah. just hot and air. <laughs> Hot, wet yeah. air. Punk houses with like oh, twenty guys. Totally. Yes. That's and what. Don't walk in the bathroom door. <laughs> 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 I would wake up and I would run outside so I wouldn't throw up because it smells so fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The whole house, Rick's house, smells pretty for the most part, but just that one nine by nine room smells like piss and feet. <laughs> no, I would like, wake up and like. Crawl over these prunk kids that are sleeping on my floor from the show before I don't even know in bands. And I'm the only one that works. So I'm like trying to get up and get ready for work. And I'm like, they're like, why do you look normal now? I'm like, I have a day job. <laughs> <Who do you-? laughs> <laughs> and it's running out and being like, oh, they smell so bad. <laughs> even now, like, I know sometimes I smell bad, but there's some punk rock kids. I'm like, I love you, but I'm not going to hug you. 
<laughs> I used to hang out with a lot of hippie kids, and it was very. Oh yes, yeah, I hang out a lot of hippies too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I love you. You are an amazing person, but dude, it's been a month. Please yeah. fucking shower. I'm sorry. Remember, I hugged one hippie girl. I literally had her taste of dreadlocks in my mouth for like. Oh God. Hours. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I know the hippie put his dreadlocks in my beer on purpose. That was a nice. I'm, I'm stabbed him. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. So gross. The inside of dreadlocks just looked like pus. Oh God! He was a crust punk kid, you know. Yeah. Crust punk kid didn't like me, and I'm just like, why would you do that? I'm trying to be nice. I think he was trying to make me be all crazy and dramatic. But I said, I was all, that's not nice. And just went and bought a new beer. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I know what you're trying to be edgy. It's okay. You got dreadlocks. Like, Stop being edgy, dude. Like, you're supposed to be cool, you know? <laughs> it's okay. Guess what? I actually have a job. So I'm going to go buy myself another $2 PBR. You can have that one now. <laughs> so Momo, what what are the next two songs we're gonna listen to? We're gonna do a double shot of uh, Momo's favorite. I, know I, did a, I gave my list and then I already forgot the list, but I'm gonna pull it up right now. Quetzalteca Death Switch Blues. That sounds like such a cool name. Oh, is it Costa Comanana? I can never pronounce them, and they can know yes. I never can pronounce her name. Yes, it's Costa Comanana. Yeah, with Quetzalcoatl Death Witch. Lose and they know it can't pronounce the names, and I'm going to with them. <laughs> <laughs>
that was Caustic Casanova, and they're from DC. Yeah, yeah. they're amazing. They're once again like the, one of the first bands I've ever booked. I had no idea really what I was doing, but it. Oh, no that's this. great. That's great music. Dude, yeah, they're, ta- they're so musically talented and so different than a punk band, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, they do have blues influence in them. And I think the third time I booked them, I also had help with the Corey Feldman show that was happening down the street. Tonic? No, I was at the, the New Gay Bar. It was not new anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, the El Cortez? The Splash, I think, right? Yeah, Splash, Splash. something like that. Yeah. And that was a mess. Um, I showed up like black weight, like blackout wasted, because I wasn't really the promoter for that show. I was just helping the promoter. And I was bar hopping with uh, Lace Tiche. So when you go bar hopping with a bar owner, I'm going to get you free shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the drags, there were drag queens, and they were like trying to make it stall a show. And uh, they had a, a dance competition. Everyone points at me because they know I love drag queens. The thing is, I can be in front of like a famous punk band or famous rock and roll, and famous anyone, not care. A drag queen you put in front of me, I get all. <laughs> yeah, starstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even local ones, I'm just like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. But uh, <laughs> hands, I did the dance competition. I won. Uh, yeah. Word. It took me two days to watch it, but I won. But then I ran back to Shay's to walk to finish to see Costa Covenona because I booked them. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just come to all my shows. And like, we get it. It's Corey Feldman. <laughs> Which, and he didn't end up playing. Someone spit in his face or something and got mad. But Aww, that I sucks. didn't remember really hanging out with them. I just know, like, they took a picture of me and they posted it online saying very nice things about me. And they're really cool. Oh, oh right on. Uh, and then, but I also woke up with 30 million pictures of the drag queen. So, <laughs> on my phone. On my phone. <laughs> they're always super nice and show and easy to work with. And their music's tight and different from typical punk, I guess. I love shit mm-hmm. that stands out. Yeah. Uh, All right on. Uh, who else you got for us next? Uh, I guess we are one by Nordic Daughter. Sweet. Nordic Daughter. Where, where are they from? Um... I believe Colorado. You, know you got you got the list, huh? You got it's the list. I don't have it because some of the bands didn't, but I'm kind of guessing on some of them. But I'm pretty sure I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, well, you know, we're sorry. I'm sure okay. they'll forgive me. We are one. We are human. We are part of this world. We're all angels and demons forged of diamonds and pearls. We all be together. We're all part of the flame. We are one with each other. We are one and the same. And love was a language we all chose to speak 
the world We're all angels and demons forged of diamonds and pearls We all be together, we're all part of the flame And with each other Than what you guys expected, probably, right? Yeah, dude. Oh, no, that was, was uplifting. So it was a good song. That's why I like it. That crazy, like, electric violin bullshit that was so rad. It's a two piece, really. Mm. But wow. yeah, rad. Yeah, that and, bass sound. Yeah. What was that? Was that like an acoustic bass or something? I don't know. When they have, when I booked them, I thought it was going to be a full band, but it was a two piece and they had like a computer that did the rest. I think oh, they have awesome. band members <laughs> in their band, but on tour, sometimes they can't afford to. You know what tours like you can't afford to have all your members there right right but yeah when i listened to that song it made me really happy and you know it me some disposed dystopia and negative stuff sometimes you gotta <laughs> listen to a happy song you know Hell yeah. <laughs> like personally what's going on in the world right now we need like stuff like that like we are we are all the same yeah. we are a little positivity is a good thing spread the sparkle yeah fucking a so tell me like about spread the sparkle and your your brand, you got some merch for sale now. And yeah, what else are you, what, what are you doing these days? I'm working on my website. I'm just from behind. I think I did too many projects at once, <laughs> which is okay. Cause I like being busy. Cause I don't really have a consistent job right now. So I'm working on my website. I started doing podcasts too. Um, oh, cool. Where can we hear yeah, that? What's the name of your podcast? Yeah. Huh? Where can we hear what's that? So name? I just been posting it on my business Facebook. Until my website is up and running all the way. And then I, oh, that's me talking to Warrior. I'm like, how do you make the Zoom ones into recordings? You know? And he said, <laughs> one of you guys know how to do it and will teach me. Um, mm. And then I'm work, I've been doing a lot of, be- well, not a lot. I've done one benefit and then I'm doing another. I've been trying to do more benefits because, like, without other people, Momo wouldn't exist. Like, the whole reason I'm around is because of a scene that supported me and told me I can do it. Yeah. So I want to help as many people as I can with my platform. The next benefit I have is March 20th. It's a virtual show, but there is going to be a drag queens performing live as well. Oh, sweet. So okay. it's a two-part dealio, an all-ages virtual show, drag queens at Black Pitch Printing Company on 4th Street. And then an after party at Bluebird with uh, drag queens and dubstep DJs, because that's just more, you know, the crowd and... I want to respect the crowd and also dubstep is dubstep is more popular than like punk rock and stuff. But on the <laughs> well, be a lot of people yeah. partying, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I want to cross over scenes too. Like I want I want a punk rock and a, like a dubstep kid and a goth kid and a drag queen to all be homies, you know, like like club kid yeah. days in the nineties. That's yeah. what I want. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's yeah. what Reno's always been about. That's right. I'm just a pretend club kid. That's all I really am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on this virtual show, I got um, 
weapons of mass creation because they're really political. And I wanted uh, to make they're super like, rad. We love yeah, them. political and also not just bands that are like you know I love meals to get crust and stuff. I don't want to put bands that were like scary to people that don't listen to a lot of music. You know, uh, Pink Awful, of course. Tommy and the Tongues, I love them because they're fun rock and roll. And yeah. then Gina Rose opening it up. Uh, uh, oh God, I she's the best. Love her. Man, she's yeah. rad. That was a killer lineup. <laughs> Totally. So killer, dude. She's so young and like gets it and just. Yeah. God, I love her. It's oh, gonna be a great her show. Her music just like digs into my soul, man. Yeah. It's just so good. And her singing, it's so fuck. fucking good. Her lyrics, yeah. damn. Mm-hmm. And that's the all ages part. I'm excited. My first all ages show, kind of, so these kids can stop calling me a sellout. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see you. They show up. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to get a t-shirt they can hit you up on the facebook for now yeah, or looks i still have left some left over for my last stock um i have to go through a different company now probably black hitch i am and then i'm i'll make some more soon <laughs> i still awesome. have every color inside uh, two colors i made and most sizes right on mama um, you should be pushing more of them like ah. Uh, I don't want to ask people to buy stuff when no one has money. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. As long as we know where to find you when we do have money. Yeah, and right. I've been trying to put a button on my on my Facebook, but I just it's just I don't know. <laughs> I posted a Jeffrey Dahmer meme five years ago, and I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, a Facebook fuckerberg. We can say that on the podcast, fuckerberg. Oh. <laughs> Ban us here, you motherfucker. I dare you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's the only thing. It's like people don't know about your shit. Where'd you hear it? On Facebook is the most common answer. So, you know. I got Twitter too, but that's for like younger people. Like, I feel like most people that go to my shows are 25 and older now, you know? Like, punk rock is like an older thing now, (laughs) especially in Reno. Yeah. 30, you know? Like, yeah, especially in Reno. They're not on Twitter. <laughs> it's like Instagram and Twitter's for the younger, like 15 to 20 year olds, and then Facebook's for like 25, something like that, and older. I'm not I'm not interested in doing a whole bunch of other stuff besides Facebook. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's it's too much as it is. Every day where am I? And not just their Facebook, but their Instagrams. And I'm showing them how to use Instagram. Oh, when I worked at a bunch of venues at once, just woke up and like, where do I belong today? I had a band show up to a venue doing the door app, but they're supposed to play at another venue. And you're like, why are you here though? And I'm all, it's a long story. <laughs> but you're playing down the street. I book. I it. work everywhere. It really should be at my own show than doing the door for someone else, but it is what it is. You know, back then. You used to have kickball. How's that going? Yeah, it was like twenty. I, Six, five years ago, maybe now. Maybe I was called, yeah. I didn't really like being called punk. Like, I know everyone called it punk rock kickball, but I always wanted people to feel welcome to come that weren't punk rockers. And it was pretty rad. Twice a week, we went to a park and played kickball. It, it became a huge thing. At some point, we needed two games. And my favorite, mo- well, other than there's a lot of kickball babies, like people that babies because they met at kickball or got married. Oh, that's so sweet. That's pretty cool. Kickball. And a few babies, but uh, my favorite is that there's this family at the park, and they're about to leave because they saw these weird-looking kids playing kickball. 
and we let their son kick the ball and we're really nice to him, you know? And yeah, doing after, a little like, outreach. <laughs> yeah, they, they went every week. They would, the family went every week and the wife would keep track of the score because she was sober and paid attention. <laughs> like, really, they told me, like, we really were going to leave the park, but now we, you, taught, you, got, you taught us not to judge people as much mm. on what they look like. And I kind of think they're a little bit like on the right side of politics, but hearing us talk made them more open-minded about stuff. Yeah. About, bring people you know, together. That's awesome. Circle. Yeah. yeah, bring people together. Exactly what kickball is about. People have yeah. thought about kickball. <laughs> But I'm like, yeah. no, it's like people that hate me that are here, but I'm not going to take them out because it's just for everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing I ask the kickball is no, homo- no homophobia, no racism, no xenophobia, no sexism, none of isms, as my friend says. Totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah, no, leave your fucking hate I, at home, man. I even had someone take <laughs> yeah. off. I had no idea my friend was, I don't say friend, but someone that I used to use security with was racist. And he had a SS thing on his jacket. I had no idea. Like, I'm don't pay attention sometimes. And he, he's like, Look, I took off this button for you. And I'm all, Why do you have that button in the first place? But he's all, Took it off for kickball. I'm like, Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> you just throw, throw it away for him while he's playing kickball. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to need this again. I'm going to do you a favor, bro. Someone else, like, ripped their leg muscle playing kickball and had to go to the doctor. Like, there was a lot of kickball injuries or injuries because yeah. we're a little, I was younger, but a lot of people were a little bit older. And if I play now, like, I will die. When you don't do that for a long time and then you go from home plate to first, you're going to pull a muscle. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, someone ripped the muscle and the doctor, and the doctor was like, Aren't you too old to be playing kickball? The doctor's a hater. That was fun. And then I started doing like kickball tournaments against all the different punk clubs and stuff. That was fun for a second, but then it just got too dramatic. I'm all this is supposed to be fun. Not about mm-hmm. fighting. I hate it when fun shit stops being fun. If you're fighting <laughs> a kickball. Yeah. Oh. And you just gonna get a big trophy at the end that says like Drunkest kickball player or something funny. One guy got how to get the best present after kickball because somehow, even though his wife was on his team, he hit her in the face really hard with the ball. Oh, <laughs> so he got the trophy he got at the end of the season was the guy that had to buy the best present. And she got the girl that got the best present after kickball. And you know, there's always like drunkest kickball player, stinkiest. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of funny, yeah. Uh, baby dropper, someone dropped a baby while they were playing kickball. Oh, damn. No. <laughs> Let's just say toddler. Okay, okay. A little better. A little better. That's a little bit better. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome. All the, all you do for this for the city of Reno, you bring a lot of, uh, yeah, sparkle and color and, uh, uh, love and I, we all appreciate that. And be nice and love people. What's the next song? Bones from Gallows Bound.
Damn, that was some haunting stuff, man. Yeah. Right. It's really cool. Um, yeah, they're one of those bands, once again, they played like a random $5 show. I don't even think it was my show. I just did it at the door. And now they're playing with singing utters and gutter mouth and getting really big. Right. But they're super All nice. Right. And that girl, I forget her name, but we like talk forever about being a girl in the music scene, just really connected on that. You should make a Spotify playlist or two or three. Uh, <laughs> I've got a couple from when I used to DJ, but they're like really lame because it's when I used to DJ, like, like mainstream places, you know. I don't want to say the names, so I don't want to say the music is lame. But, you know, <laughs> I, I make like girls' mixes, you know, whatever. And I like, I like, we're, I do like, like Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and that stuff too. But yeah, they're kind of embarrassing. No, I'm really enjoying the music today. Oh, thank you. And this is about me. I didn't know I was supposed to have a playlist, so I woke up today. But that's not my fault. <laughs> this is me, like, in an hour calling bands from, like, that I used to book. It's like, can I use your music? And, like, but I want to make bands that I actually remember. And, like, I like every band I book usually, usually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if I don't like them, it'd be after the show because they did some stupid. I don't book anything <laughs> I don't like like listening to wise anymore because you, I got really depressed doing that for a minute. But yeah, like all these dance houses, like I remember them and like I remember and seeing some of them get so big and it's rad. And seeing me door girl to owning my own business too, some of them. So it's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And when they come back in town, they might be like, oh, hey, mama, what's up? You know? That's always something that happens. Yeah. Especially when I like punk rock bowling. Booze and glory. I didn't book Booze and Glory, but I did the door for them. And it was like a few days before punk rock bowling. And I was real, real excited. Like those were one of my bands on my bucket list. They're not very big in the United States yet. And they're um, they're a traditional or sharp skinhead band. Not racist, you know. You guys right. know the difference. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real skinheads are not racist. It came from a black culture. Mm. Both white people that made it lame. We call them boneheads. But um, there, there was like no one at the show. And I was like, how does no one know who this band is? Like they're huge. But um, like two days later, I'm at Punk Rock Bowling, walking down the street. They hugged me and remembered my name. And I was oh. really and I was like, it took me a second. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like that every five minutes there sometimes. But like, this band is famous. So still, you could tell because they had security guards on them. <laughs> and I remembered, I was like, oh my God. They, what? Like, they went, they walked across the street to say hello to me because they thought I was such a fun door girl. I'm like, oh. That's right. So cool. And I am a viewer. You guys, like, I've, excited that you played in Reno, but no one knew you were. <laughs> or the promoter didn't do a very good job. I don't know. I don't want to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking shit, but I'm talking shit. <laughs> that promoter probably won't listen to this show. Who knows? Nah. <laughs> Who does know? So we should probably just do all music today and we'll save the quiz for when we have you on again sometime. In the future, it's what more you fun think? when you got somebody to play against too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the single person quizzes like they can work out, but it's it's so much better when you have like I'm going to do better than this guy. <laughs> Fuck this person <laughs> just for this five minute portion of the show. I don't, I don't know. It's been like a year since I've listened to a Warner podcast. Yeah. I do quizzes every week. I know. I'm so for the most part, I should eh. one. We have been this season. We've been pretty much doing them, but there's some shows where we don't. And I think that uh, this is music heavy. Let's have another song 
artists then, I sent so many songs. Oh no, we love having music. I mean, we're like primarily a music podcast. We just mm-hmm. have this, you know, fun, annoying quiz that we make people do every Yeah. Week. When you come back and you're actually in the studio and maybe somebody else and you're promoting something, we'll do the quiz then. I am promoting my benefit March 20th, and I forgot it was a save for the Eddie House. Eddie House is a great cause. That's a great cause, yeah. Forgot to mention that. And it's March 20th, That's, and it's all over my page. Is it going to be, so, like, on Twitch or YouTube, or you have to go there? Virtually on Facebook, probably YouTube, too. Oh, okay. But the virtual show, but the drag queens are live. Like, it is going to be at a venue, but I make sure that, like, re- there's everyone has to have wear masks. Um, the Bluebird is very good keeping their capacity low they actually follow all the laws of like mass up the whole time and yeah they get to buy tickets but part of the tickets to bluebird go do does go to the proceeds from any house i had made sure that happened but it's because their capacity has to be so low to be safe for covid you know right right uh-huh. and at the other place um the drag queens are performing outside so that it's all safe oh that's awesome yeah, I know it's kind of. I know it's kind of like I'm trying not to leave my house, but sometimes I just do still do. And sometimes you go to a bar and you're like, uh, I don't see a mask in sight. Yeah, I want to go somewhere else now. I have to live vicariously through y'all. I haven't been oh, anywhere yeah, like, in a year. You know, well, I, mean, I, think- I don't like going out. Like I don't. I'm scared of the COVID. I don't want it. Like, I don't. Bring it home to my mom or something, you know? Yeah. 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 I have like a, two other people that I hang out with with any regularity, and it's because they are in my neighborhood. <laughs> and we still sit like eight feet apart from each other. Yeah, we keep it pretty limited, especially with the new baby and everything. Congrats, by the way, again. I'm so so Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, what's the next song? And then we got one after that to take us out with. Man of Confusion by Alice.
Well, that was different. Yeah. I know. Oh, I when I booked them, I didn't even know what to call it. I booked. They're really rad. It's weird, different than what I usually book. But it's like a whole show instead of just mm. a band playing. They were like fun, fun clothes and like all this stuff. And it's that you have two girl singers. They're really nice. And uh, mm. my first virtual show when COVID first happened, they totally because they're very. If you can't, well, they're very electronical, so they know yeah. how to use electronics. So they helped me in the first virtual show and kind of taught me how to do them. Uh, mine are as good as hers. But I love working with them when I, I've done two virtual shows with them and they like pretty much just take it over and well, take over the virtual part of it. And I just find the locals and promote and do what I got to do. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not to find That's someone, rad. connect all the videos together, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what guy do I know in like a punk band that's super young and smart? Connect all these videos. Actually, lately I've been having Quentin do them. Quentin, Quentin's amazing. Sound guy from Jobs and Shades. Yeah. And also, we love Quentin. Shout out to Quentin Bunk. Yeah, yeah, he does a bunch of stuff dude, now. It's so rad. Yeah. We both came from the same place and it's seeing. Once again, seeing your friends grow up together and I suppose trying to do bigger things than just yeah, <laughs> that is cool. Um, all right, so we got two more songs, right? I guess so. Uh, Dark Lord, right? Is it right or yeah? In the closing out, Ozzy Maddox are uh, hanging out with me this Thursday during my music Monday. Every Monday, I pick a band to feature. So I, wanted I love Ozymandias. They're great. I can't never say that name right either. And they're from Reno. I, I think they understand. You know, when you make yeah. a band name that's like that, you got to understand that and people I'm are like, going to say it wrong. Also, English isn't my first language, and I just I just suck at speaking it, and I drink. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, English is a fucking shitbird of a language, so. Right. You're like, why do you talk, I talk fast? I'm like, I'm Mexican, I don't know. Yeah, we have words that are spelled almost exactly the same, but then they're pronounced completely different from each other. So you're fine. Like, don't. English is the worst language. (laughs) But we should have a show with all the bands that you can't pronounce. It could be like Ozymandias and... Costa Calvinona. I always make jokes with them before they go on stage. I make them say their name to me like five times. (laughs) Costa And Ozymandias. Sometimes too. Sometimes or the door girl, my old door girl Mel, the best at it. There's <laughs> a <laughs> Filipino. She's like, you can't even pronounce that one. You're Mexican. Stupid Spanish, like dark gold rider, rider, right? And then Ozymatic. Yeah, those are the two ones we got left. Momo, is there anything, any last words before we end the podcast you want to um, say? Follow me on the fin- Facebook and Instagrams, and I have my next benefit March 20th for the Eddie House. There's a couple of fundraisers online already for it. A virtual show with drag queens really performing and DJs at Black Pitch Printing Company and the Bluebird as After Party. And uh, just be nice, people, and spread a sparkle. And I love you all. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Ian, you got any shit coming up? 
with COVID? Nah, dude. I, I'm like looking for shit, and it's like, well, why am I? What? What am I wasting my time for? <laughs> Got a couple more months, and hopefully, I'll be able to be like, yeah, here's X Y Z show you can go to this weekend. <laughs> no, well, I'm, they, I'm looking right forward to Momo's show. Momo's show yes. on the. That's the. We're all looking forward to that. You watch it at Black Cringe, or you can also watch it online for COVID safely and everything at the printing companies outside. Well, not every password's outside for COVID safety, and Bluebird, Bluebird is very good at making sure it's COVID safer. Fuck yeah. Right. Mask right. on, the whole dealio. And Chewbacca, did you have any words before we go? Uh, hand safety, hand placement, watch uh, work. I mean, just because you think you should put your hand there, make sure nothing can come down on it. If you're doing anything that you might want to wear gloves for, make sure you're wearing the right gloves. Yeah, you're not going to go out and pull weeds with fucking latex gloves on. Do it with leather gloves or something similar. So just everybody watch out with the hand placement and the hand safety. I, I wear gloves, whatever I do. So, all right. Good luck. <laughs> We appreciate that, listeners. Um, <laughs> Rick, did you, did you have any final thoughts today? Oh, just to play off Chewy a little bit, you guys love your hands. We've been washing them and doing hand sanitizer so much. Yes. Give them a little lotion, you know, when you're at home and Absolutely. not out in public. Because they need it. My hands have been like just rough as shit lately. I got to lotion up a little more. Yeah. For oh, every yeah, two I'm times crazy. you sanitize, lotion once. Fuck. Yeah, totally. When you get home and you're not touching anything, just nice. loosen up and, and stop washing and I, your hands. I got to say, I endorse the uh, Gold Bond Medicated Extra Strength body lotion myself. There's <laughs> <laughs> body lotion, but you can put it on your feet. You can put it on your hands, whatever. Dude, no, that, that Neutrogena hand lotion is fucking no joke. I mean, it's right like it's like, a, it's like a gel kind of stuff. It's expensive, though. I, it's cheaper at Walmart, so get it there. I think right? I've seen it underneath my wife's bathroom sink. Oh, it is, so it is amazing, and you can put it everywhere. Right. I mean, like Word. your face too, you know. Uh, everywhere, uh, everywhere, oh, Rick. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, we didn't get, we didn't have any like dick or gay talk really no, today. So like, we, we had just got to. <laughs> I think all gay men and punk rockers, most of them are gay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go double next week. <laughs> well, Momo, it's been a, a real pleasure having you on. I love your playlist. For the Reverend Rory Dowd, for Cadillac Kim, for Dogwater Dick, Chewy, Ian, and all you wonderful listeners and Patreon listeners out there. You can get some Year of the Fist if you're a Patreon customer this week. Uh, life is short and we love you. Good night, ladies. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.
think she is the prettiest person in the world. Backwater Studios. Would you mind explaining it to me? Backwater.